ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner, with my lovely co-host, Connor. Connor. Lawson. Lawson. Connor Lawson. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How are y'all doing? Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Tanner, hope you're having a great week, man. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Not much to complain about. Going to see my dad this weekend, who I don't see too often. He's going to be 51. So oh, celebrating wow. his birthday over the weekend. Yep, seeing Dude, Tatum. Great. Yep, yep. Good, seeing man. my sister and and my dad. It's gonna be a good weekend. But that's really it, man. Just school, chugging along, trying to live life. Exams going okay? Exams are going. I actually had one today. Thank you for asking. And went well. I've been busting my ass the last two weeks to study for it. And it seems like no matter how much time I put into these things, I'm not putting in enough. Um, of course, it's a, it's a never ending cycle. And unfortunately, I'm not one with photographic memory so i tend to have to spend maybe slightly more time on stuff than other people but that's okay yep I that is that, okay I'm for this way. week connor you're saying yeah yeah i know we are we we've talked yep. about that before but well, let's get to it let's get to it, man the topic for this episode intrusive thoughts we've mentioned this before in previous episodes we've talked about how intrusive thoughts can kind of become obsessions for some people or their perspective of reality for themselves or even for others. Intrusive thoughts can dictate the way someone lives. They can dictate the way someone thinks. And I think it's something that you and I have talked about on a personal level in the past and how maybe our own personal intrusive thoughts have kind of somehow affected the way that we think about ourselves and others. So I think this will be a personal episode for sure and a good one to talk about because... I mean, everyone has intrusive thoughts. That's just part of our nature, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. It's, you know? it's something I struggle with. I've talked about it before. And it's like, I, I don't think that there's a lot of understanding of intrusive thoughts. Unfortunately, I don't think people fully understand them. I know even I don't fully understand my own intrusive thoughts at times. Yeah. Um, I know we'll get into that. We'll get into recurring th- intrusive thoughts. We'll get into you know, how they, how they occur and where they start from, how can we rewire our brains, all those kind of things. It's going to be a good episode, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a fantastic episode and, and definitely once again, one that is extremely relatable for people in their twenties and onward, everyone at any age will have these kind of thoughts pop up, but yeah, you start us off with the first question. Yes, I do. Well, I think it's, it's useful with intrusive thoughts to just kind of talk a little bit about you know how it starts how how it develops and i actually i i think i've talked about this before have i talked about emdr with you before this like specific type of therapy i think i brought yeah, it up before you brought it up before i think yeah and so it's basically this idea that a lot of things that make us anxious or stressed out are things like thoughts and things that our brains are responding to because we haven't really fully processed certain situations in our life or rather there were certain things that we think we fully processed, but really we just moved on past them and we didn't fully process them. And it can just be anxious things that you've had happen to yourself in your past. It can be exciting things, but maybe something else happens again. It's not as exciting the next time. So then you feel anxious about it. There's a lot of ways that this kind of stuff can develop. And EMDR just talks a little bit about why your psyche is the way that it is and how it develops. And I'm curious if you think that intrusive thoughts, especially negative ones, stem in the same way? Because I think they stem from stressful personal experiences that you haven't fully processed. So your thoughts are kind of, when you think about them, it's the uh, 
negative thoughts and the stress behind it are perpetuated by a sense of like reliving that stressful experience anytime you're reminded of it. I know that's something I struggle with. It kind of feels like PTSD in a way. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to say I have PTSD, acute stress disorder. I don't know what that's like at all. That's obviously way more specific, way worse, way more traumatic. But, you know, how do you think negative intrusive thoughts develop? Um, do you think it's something like I'm talking about? What do you think about my perspective on it? And what's your perspective on it? I like your perspective on it. I, I think that is definitely a major part of it. And then maybe the second one, in my opinion, maybe, you know, this may not be the most accurate, but in my opinion, beyond personal experiences and reliving is kind of the environment you're in. And if you're told something or that a behavior or action is repeated over and over again, that that is when your mind and body start believing something to be true. You know, it's just like we talked about before with growing up with your your family. We've talked about family upbringing before in the past episode and how maybe if you're in a negative environment and let's say people you look up to, like your parents as a kid, your parents can be your idols. And if your parents are maybe in a not very loving manner and the way that they treat you, you start to believe that to be true. When someone calls yeah. you dumb in school or you're bullied, you start to believe what people are saying and, and telling you. And so I think that is the other thing of how intrusive thoughts happen is kind of like you said, the past trauma and also actions or behaviors that are repeated that become so habitual that you start to believe or think that that perspective is your reality. So, yep, that's I absolutely agree with that. I'm I, with that extra thing that you added on to it, because there was this cool quote that I saw and it was basically like a lot of the problems that we experience especially in regards to overthinking, anxiety, and rumination, 99% of it comes from our thinking about it, and 1% of it comes from the actual reality of it. I don't fully agree with that percentage. I think it's not as bad as that. I think that there are definitely more certainly alarming things that can happen in reality that can be more stressful than the thoughts that you have about it, which is why your thoughts are maybe numbed about it or why you have such bad intrusive thoughts about certain things. But I do think that there is something to be said about your environment and your reality can perpetuate maybe something that somebody has said to you. You know, I've talked about my, the way I grew up and how I was always hard on myself. And mm -hmm. I had it perpetuated by certain individuals that I was really close to in my life because of things somebody said to me. And then I would make friendships with people who would also perpetuate those same things because they were just like annoyed at me and didn't know how to process their feelings. But I took it against myself. And so I started going against myself with it. And I'll go into more detail about that later. I know we'll talk a little more personally, but yeah, I, th I think that extra addition you made is good. And I've already made my point about it. I think some people allow the intrusive thoughts to almost become obsessions, which especially if they're recurring thoughts, because they are in our own mind, it's easier to believe these thoughts are negative emotions towards yourself, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So do you think you can kind of rewire the brain to reduce these thoughts? Or do you think there's no control on when or how frequently these kind of intrusive thoughts can occur? I, I had a question about this. So I think I'll just answer it with my question. And I think we could go into a little bit of both. It, the reason why I feel like we have these intrusive thoughts and our anxiety reacting to it is because we have wired our brain to think that way. We have wired our brain to believe those things that we tell about ourselves. And we have wired our brains, whether we realize it or not, to look for things in life that are going to confirm that, even if it's not true 
You know, there are people who can think that they are truly terrible people and they can make all the good decisions in the world. But in our minds, if we have perpetuated this idea that what we do is not good enough, then we will only look for the negative things in real life. So the opposite is absolutely true, where you can rewire the brain to reduce these thoughts. And it's almost like it's not really about controlling the thoughts because I think it's impossible to control the thoughts personally. I don't think you can stop the thoughts from happening. I think that's honestly folly. I think it's kind of pointless to try to control the fact that they're going to happen because I think that's what a lot of people try to do. I think that's what I tend to do sometimes, especially when I'm really stressed out about something. I try to control the fact that I had the thought in the first place and try to basically talk to myself and say, no, I didn't have that thought or no, it doesn't mean anything to me or no, I don't care about that. It's like that downplays my intrinsic reaction to what's going on. The reality is I have to say I did have that thought but I don't need to pay attention to it as much as I think that I do. I might have had this emotional reaction to it, but I don't need to give it weight. And so I think you can rewire your brain by giving less weight to these things that are in your head, hmm. which takes practice, which takes a lot of empathy. And it takes a lot of understanding of maybe where you got to with your thoughts and your anxiety in your intrusive thoughts first before you can get to that point where you give them less weight because in, in, unless you fully understand it it's hard to control your reaction to the intrusive thoughts you almost have to understand it first before you can control your reaction does that make sense no i'm i'm, I'm with you on that i actually the reason why i asked this question is because i was recently listening to a podcast i'm sure you've heard of it the huberman lab I don't know yep. if you heard of it, but he recently had a guest. Never listened to it. Never listened to it? Never listened to it, but I know it. Oh, dude, it is. I mean, it's all about scientific well-being and he has psychologists and he's a neuroscientist and everything at, at Stanford. And so he had a guest on that was a psychologist and they are actually discussing about intrusive thoughts and how that can shape your self-identity and everything. And what she said, and I found this um, article online, according to research at Stanford University and also according to the National Science Foundation, a human being can have around 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of our thoughts are negative and 95, 90 to 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. So on a daily basis, we're having thousands and thousands of repetitive inputs that are majority negative. negative and we're expected to be positive. So it's very hard when even your brain, the way that it is wired, is neurologically having repetitive thoughts over and over and over again. And if you're telling me that you can stop thousands and thousands of neurological connections on a daily basis, you physically can't. Now, can you minimize or diminish the amount by, like you said, taking away the weight of these words, by taking away the ability for these emotions and thoughts to truly affect you? That's that's a way to avoid it. But the fact that there's research that shows that there's a lot of repetitive and negative repetitive thoughts. I just think that's really interesting and in how our brain is naturally wired, like you said. So um, I, I agree with your statement. I don't think there's really much more that I can add besides the fact that I think it's possible. It's just going to be damn hard, especially when you have that stat there in perspective. That's really fascinating. That is really, really cool stat. And, and I like that you brought it up because, again, it's – it's something that I've struggled with and I think a lot of people struggle with it. They they struggle 
And I do too. So I'll just talk about myself. I struggle with the fact that I even almost have these thoughts in the first place. Mm. You know, like why, why did I have this thought? Like I need to analyze where that came from. I need to figure out where this came from. I need to go like, oh, it means this. And then it's because of this. But then I just end up getting in a loop and I never figure out anything in the first place when the reality is I just had a fleeting thought and I gave it so much more weight because I analyzed it and what it could mean rather than giving it less weight and then realizing what it meant, maybe, you know, not trying to control what it meant, just kind of discovering what it meant in the first place. And I will never be able to discover what my thoughts mean if I'm trying to suppress the fact that they're happening in the first place. And like you said, it doesn't matter if you try to suppress it because, well, you can't, (laughs) your brain is not, our brains are not wired that way. And with the rise of social media and everything, our, our brains are on fire way more often than we think that they are. I mean, there's so much subconscious thinking now. You have, you have no idea. I like that you touched on the 80% negative thing because it talks about thoughts, but it doesn't necessarily talk about that study, I don't think, with like intrusive thoughts. So I wanted to ask you, we talk about our intrusive thoughts a lot of the times being negative. Do you think all intrusive thoughts are negative? And if yes or no, how much of a role do you think they play with negative self-talk in ourselves and developing negative self-talk? That's a fantastic question. I do not believe that all intrusive thoughts are negative. Obviously, the the majority are, and they tend to have a negative connotation. But sometimes your intrusive thoughts can kind of be on the complete flip side of that, where if you're very full of yourself and you have these intrusive thoughts of thinking that you're better than others, for example, that kind of cockiness side of individuals, that is technically an intrusive thought of you walking in a room immediately thinking you're better than other people. And that in that sense would be almost a positive intrusive thought. So I don't think they're all negative. Yep. I think I think there's kind of different areas of positive intrusive thoughts, but it kind of has that connotation of being negative. But I think there is a role, a pretty significant role of how intrusive thoughts play with your negative self-talk within ourselves. Speaking from experience, once again, if you are having thousands and thousands of these inputs in your brain that tend to be negative over and over again on a daily basis, you tend to start to believe it. It's very hard to constantly resist those kind of intrusive thoughts. And I think part of it too is that if you allow yourself to be, let's say, quote unquote, weak-minded in that sense and allowing those intrusive thoughts to play with how you view yourself then it's just a very hard spiral to get out of. Once you start thinking of yourself in a negative manner, it's very easy to see yourself in a negative manner in one sense and then let that be a trickle-down effect. And next thing you know, you're starting to think about different parts of your personality or then you start looking and realizing all of your imperfections when you're in a mirror and your your body dysmorphia. It's just a snowball effect. So I think yeah, you know, where you suffer in one area, it will very easily switch over and kind of almost try to attack your your other areas of your personality, your oh, persona yeah. and identity. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, that was well said. It, it, it is a trickle down effect. A lot of what we talk about with bettering ourselves and the advice that we give does have to do with a positive mindset or as positive a mindset as we can have with our negative brains at the end of the day, because it does trickle down and it does have a runoff effect on every aspect of our life. You know, if you have a negative mindset, it's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your physical health, your mental health, all of that. 
it all starts with here. And even though the majority of them are all negative, it doesn't necessarily mean that all of the negativity has to maybe mean something or has to be valued as something negative. You know, you can have a negative intrusive thought, but maybe spurn something positive out of it or yeah. spurn nothing at all out of it, which is positive in a way because at least it's not negative, right? Yep. So it is more positive. So I can't really add much more to that. I think I think there's a huge role that is played with this kind of stuff. So yeah, well said, man. I can't really add much more. We just kind of briefly touched about how the negative self-talk can lead to obviously how we view ourselves and everything like that. So to dive a little deeper in that aspect, I want to ask you, what is your most reoccurring intrusive thought that you have going on right now in your life? And you can take that as personal of a level as you'd like to, but I'm just curious. Shit. I mean, a lot of my intrusive thoughts really have to do with my, my relationships with people and how much I enjoy the company of others and me overanalyzing my feelings towards like how I feel about people, especially my really close friends, Shay, my girlfriend, my family, even people that I have like a really good connection with after meeting them for the first time. I, I tend to have a lot of recurring intrusive thoughts about how I come across in like a negative way to these people or how, when I say certain things that I could have said them better, or mm -hmm. I shouldn't have acted this way, for example, there, there's not really a specific intrusive thought. It's more just like a general category of unease with my relationships with people. And it kind of is just a bunch of little different intrusive thoughts that all have to do with my relationships with people. But I think a lot of it is because I was a tremendously anxious person when I was a child. And yeah, I, I think it was abandonment because I just didn't have a good sense of myself because I'm a very empathetic, sensitive person. So I feel a lot of stuff when I'm around people. And because of that, I often would not have a sense of myself. I would always be looking at what other people are doing or paying attention to what other people are doing. And so because of that, I started looking to other people to give me a sense of self-worth because I could never, I could never filter how I felt about things because I always perceived what other people were feeling. So I was like, oh, that's how I feel. But I had to peek through it all and figure out how I actually felt. So I think I'm still always so focused on my relationships with people and how I come across because at the end of the day, I value that so much because I feel it so much from other people that it makes me confused about how I feel about myself, for example, if that makes sense. So it does make sense. I, so I, it's a little I, more vague, but it's just a, it's just a big category for me. But what about no. you? I definitely relate to that. That'll probably be in my top five for sure. If I happen to categorize stuff like that for me, my biggest one is definitely imposter syndrome and feeling like I don't belong and feel like I'm not good enough. And that translates to a lot of things that I'm a part of that, that translates to school. Even for example, like today. So my exam, she sends out, she always sends out the averages and like a quick note of you know, good job. I'll see you tomorrow in class, blah, blah, blah. So like today, I got a score below average of the class average of like 40 people. Now, does that mean I'm stupid? No, I didn't. I didn't bomb the test. I actually did much better in this exam than I did the first one. But me not being close to the average or being above the average makes me feel like I don't belong or that I'm not as intelligent as the other people. Or, right. you know, if I don't, if I don't reach out to like 
Tatum, my sister, for a few days, I feel like I'm not being good enough of a brother. So it's just an imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough of, I'm not trying enough. I'm not doing enough. So it's very hard for my brain to be put at ease at times when I know I am doing enough or at times doing too much. And I just need to kind of calm down. But it's hard, man. I don't know. I've always had this sense of a chip on my shoulder, but at the same time, I'm putting it on my own shoulder, if that makes sense. That's so. that's really tough, man. And, you know, as your friend, I do want to reassure you that you, you do absolutely belong like that. Like you, Maybe that sounds a little more dark than I tend to, but you know what I mean? It's almost like at times of kind of feeling like you're, alone, you know, I don't know how to describe it besides that. But. I, I, I get it because of how much value I put on that shit too. I often compare myself to, which makes me develop the imposter syndrome too. I get it, but I belong as a good son to my mom, as a good boyfriend to Shay, as a, as a good friend to you. I do belong as that, even if I'm not perfect about it. You belong in that school, even if you were below average this test, because it's all about the journey and it's all about how you get to your destination, man. And maybe this test, you were slightly below average, but maybe next test, you'll be slightly above average. And then the next test, you'll be sky high above average. You never know, man. Never know. But even if they were all slightly under average with you passing, you still belong. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Of course. I think one thing that would be helpful for me to hear from you Mm -hmm. about this topic and our viewers to hear from, and I can offer my own perspective, is the advice that we give. So just to switch gears a little bit, what are ways that you personally try to calm down your intrusive thoughts and have them remain thoughts and nothing more? You know, this is what works for me, and I don't want to act like I'm the messiah of solutions for individuals because everything is individualistic as we preface every episode. But what works for me in order to allow my intrusive thoughts to just be intrusive thoughts and nothing more, it's relatively simple. I feel like at times when I try to really suppress my intrusive thoughts, whenever they would come back and resurface, they would come back with a vengeance. And I feel like it was almost compounded. So my advice to people would be to a degree, when you have a negative intrusive thought, let's say about yourself, allow yourself to digest that. And either two things, either allow the thought to happen and realize that it's just a thought. Imagine that's like a complete stranger walking up to you and saying something to your face and then walking away, you never seen them again. That's how I perceive it as, as that kind of thought. It's just something that comes and goes, and then I possibly may not even think of that again, right? It's just something that came and went. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to do that route, that is completely fine. If you want to do a little more critical thinking, realize that a lot of times thoughts and actions are triggered by certain environmental stimuli, right? So maybe I realize that I tend to have negative thoughts of myself when I get out of the shower and I look myself in the mirror. Well, why do I feel that way? What What is it about the way I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Why, why is that? Okay. Then what can I do to prevent that thought from resurfacing again? Or what can I do to improve that kind of perspective of myself? Okay. I'm going to start going to the gym. Okay. I'm going to start eating healthier because, you know, I did have McDonald's today and that probably didn't help that scenario. So simple things like that, where it's kind of working through it, problem, problem solution based. I know it's a little, especially once again, if you're having 60,000 thoughts a day, you're not going to be able to do that to every thought and have that kind of time in your day. But if you realize that there are repetitive intrusive thoughts, write them down and and look at the list of your repetitive intrusive thoughts or negative self-talk you have with yourself 
And is that all under one broad umbrella or is it several different things? And then you realize that, okay, maybe those are weaknesses about my personality and I know they're weaknesses and my defensive mechanism is really kind of tucking that inside of me and having these intrusive thoughts when I start to get anxious or start to realize that, you know, those are my imperfections. So I think you just need to write them down, jot through them. And if there is a solution, try to work through it. So that way you can minimize, hopefully, and trick your mind into minimizing these intrusive thoughts to not be so repetitive in the future. Very good answer, man. I hope you clip some of that because that was really good. And I can't, I can't say much more. That was the direction I was going to take with it. But I think it kind of stems to a lot of what you're talking about is something that I mentioned before. And you touched on it too. You you notice like when you get out, when you got out of the shower, for example, that you had that intrusive thought, and what can you do to prevent that thought uh, from happening? Well, in my opinion, you might for the rest of your life come out of the shower and look at yourself and think that. Very true. But but you also going to the gym and doing something about it, maybe eating better, does take action against the thoughts because you're controlling your reaction to what that thought is. And you could give into that thought and, 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 oh man, I, this sucks. I'm just so fat and all that. And I hate this. And again, it's not about the fact that you had the thought in the first place, because we're all at that same baseline. You're never going to get to a point where you look at yourself in the mirror, maybe, and you don't have that thought, but maybe you have that thought less when, as you get older, or maybe you have that thought and you don't take it as seriously as you get older, or Maybe you have that thought and it feels really bad, but it's a shorter, intense period. And then it gets better and better. It's about constant improvement, just like all these other things we have been talking about. And with our thought processes, it's the same way by taking action with our reactions to our intrusive thoughts. I am very reactive to what goes on in my head. I immediately think that I have to have a reaction to what's going on in there, or I don't have to have a reaction. But the truth is, is that in doing so, I almost don't fully process what's going on in my head. Mm. So instead, instead of reacting to what's going on, I need to process it and then control maybe the fact that I don't need to immediately react to it. Maybe I just need to let the thought be what it is. Work on controlling what your reaction is and work on accepting the fact that the thoughts are going to happen. Now, I know... I'm not trying to get dark here, but some people have really dark, deep thoughts that can get really nasty, really bad. I know every now and then when I get stressed out and I feel like it's all my fault, even to this day, I still go to, and I'll just be honest, it's, it's sometimes is really dark, like suicidal thoughts. And it's oftentimes it's very fleeting. It's just me kind of saying it and then it just fleets away. But that's because when the intensity of those thoughts first happened, I, I was going through something, but I got to a point where I stopped myself from going that deep because I realized I was letting myself ruminate with my thoughts out of control. And so ever since I stopped reacting so much and just thinking that that's what I wanted to do. And I almost stopped taking my thoughts as seriously in a way like yeah. you, you accept them, but it's almost like I didn't really think that that was the end all or like, Oh, that's what it means. And I'm screwed or whatnot. I had that thought. Okay, whatever. I guess I don't need to have an answer. I guess a thought can just be a thought sometimes, 
that's how I've controlled my reaction. And it's a lot of different things for different situations. And it starts with accepting that it's going to come to your head, in my opinion, so that you can accept what your reaction is so that you have a more balanced conversation about it with yourself. So beautifully said, beautifully said. I mean, that, that has to be the, the highlight of the episode. You just had to one up me at the end. You (laughs) fantastic point. And if I was to add anything, I think this is something that you said that really just sparked something. I mean, what you said about it's the way that you react to it. It really is in a way, sometimes your mind is almost like you're fighting against your own mind. It's And it's almost like if you cave in to the temptation and cave in to the negativity of what pro- just processed in your mind, then that thought will reoccur again because you, you reacted to it. And your mind knows that. Don't don't be fooled. So Your mind's not always your friend. Your mind is not always your friend. So if you do happen to give it a, a, a reaction, the odds of that thought reoccurring are going to significantly increase. So like you said, Carl, I think that was brilliant. It's all about how you react to it. And sometimes you just do need to let it absorb and you need to find that balance and determine when it's appropriate to do one or the other. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think this was a, a great episode. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I, I liked how we got on a personal note and kind of touched the surface. I think this is definitely something we can return to for sure. This is a topic that we could talk about for easily an hour. So yeah, we could do it again. Absolutely. Well, intrusive thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, another episode down. I appreciate you guys listening or watching to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. Follow the Instagram page, Let's Talk 20s podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until the next one, peace. See you all later.